He talks like this. He has a very distinct talk. He was in uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Uh, well, we just had the Google machine here. Oh, boy. He's in yeah. it, and he's great as Ebenezer Scrooge. And you're going to say his name, and I'm going to say, ah, and Dolan's going to be like, who? Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to a Christmas episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, you are. Why are you Scrooge? I don't know. It's, you know, bah humbug. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Dolan. <laughs> you would be, that would make you uh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim? Then, mm. I guess, yeah. or what's if, we're, the, if we're sticking to characters. What's the Christmas movie that Thomas Piper always says, I look like the one guy? Oh. The one guy with the long hair? I don't know. I don't remember. No? Some movie. Frosty the Snowman. Mm. Yep. Sure. The Elf. Bumble. You look more like Bad Santa to me. Mm. Uh, that was a good show, too. Yeah. That was a great show. Oh. Okay, so one of two Christmas episodes this year. We got so backed up with, and this is this is such an with awesome. episode. Right, with a great okay. problem to have, right? I mean, yeah. we got backed up with either beers that we brought or beers that travelers have sent to us. We only have time for two Christmas episodes. I packed a lot in. Don't worry. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. All right. So this week we have Samuel Smith's. What's the exact name on this stolen? Winter Welcome Ale. Oh, yeah. Comes out every year at Christmas. Yes. Can't miss it. Well, you can. Well, I mean, look at the label. Sure. I it, mean, it is kind of. There's a lot going on on the label, which is kind absolutely. of interesting. There is a lot going on. Brewed at the, at Yorkshire's oldest brewery. Mm. Blessing of your heart, you brew good ale. Mm. W. Shakespeare. That'd be probably William. Yeah, William. Yeah. Or Willie, for Willie. sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Old Bill Shaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that's, not assuming. I'm just making sure the right Shakespeare true. gets credit. That's right. This is good. This English style. I don't even know what... How do you describe it? Well, it's not... The ones we have in the craft beer world, mm-hmm. U.S. craft beer, mm-hmm. spices a lot of the times, you know? Yep. And this one doesn't really have that to me. It has some... Of the characteristics of that, maybe, but yeah. it's maltier. It's malty. I think the, well, I'd say um, it's drier to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Almost very reminiscent of like a green bottle style, almost like a finish of that. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's not a green bottle, but it's a big bottle, which is nice. What's the ABV on this? Do we know, Dolan? Does it say? I don't think they say on these bottles. Uh, I thought it was high. Mm. I'm guessing the seven. Oh no, it's uh, six. Six. Oh, okay, got it. My notes. Yeah. Um, All right. Fuggle Here's... and Golding hops. One more time. Fuggle. Fuggle and, and Golding hops. I don't think that's a fuggles. That's Fug- a hop. Fuggle variety. Hops. Not yep. muggles, but fuggles. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You ever been called fugly? That's not fun. Mm. That's close <laughs> yeah. to what those hops. That, that name is right yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Well, maybe they're just not attractive hops. Drinks more of these beers. And they will be. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I wrote down. 
product information. This seasonal beer is a limited edition brewed for the short days and long winter nights. Because, you know, as winter does. Yeah. The full body resulting from fermentation in stone Yorkshire squares. Weird. We'll get to that. Oh. And the luxurious malt character, which will appeal to a broad range of drinkers and to us, mm-hmm. is balanced against whole dried fuggle and golding hops with nuances and complexities that should be contemplated before an open fire. Best served 51 degrees. Oh. F- 51 degrees. Yeah. Not 50, not 52, 51. Well, you know. Hundreds of years. Seven, this brewery's been around since 1758. So a lot of time to figure out exactly 51 degrees. Oh, you, well, yeah. Yes. I, I have a feeling that's like at a certain part of the ground underground in that's like a constant temperature at this time of year probably right like in a cave or maybe yeah where they stored it here's something that they had noted that i don't think we've talked about ever on this show they are registered with the vegan society this beer is suitable for vegans and vegetarians so i Mm. guess if that's a concern okay there's no like um gelatin or you know beef broth in the beer i don't know what the mm-hmm. heck would what would be in there that you couldn't have but uh okay for vegans and vegetarians wouldn't the german purity law which we talked about during oktoberfest right with the reinheitsgebot yeah. wouldn't that be vegan i would think so i would think yeah as long as it's just those things those, right yeah but yeah. i think you'd be okay interesting so i looked up oh fuggle hops here okay. on uh it's kind of a christmasy sounding it is a little name bit. maybe yeah. a little bit Originally used as a bittering and aroma hop, it is more recently used as a primary hop. Fuggle is also used in breeding and is parent to Willamette, Cascade, and Glacier hops. Those are our U.S. ones we're familiar with, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Like a pale ale style hop. Makes a great addition in an English style ale. Well, that's what we're drinking. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. Of course the English come up with the name Fuggle. (laughs) Well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, copper mash tons. That's yeah. what this brewery uses. They're old oh, school. Really? No, no stainless steel. Mm. None of that stuff. Okay. Whole hops. No pellets for these no guys. No pellets. No, no. So that's, you know, I mean, there wasn't pellets I mean, 300 years ago. So no. why no. change it? Mm-hmm. Oak casks. So that's how they store it. Okay. And they have a full-time cooper on staff. You know what that is? No. That's someone who makes barrels. So, like, distilleries have a lot of those. And they're called coopers? Uh Uh-huh. So, if you've ever heard the term or you've been to the place in Colorado, coopersmith, Mm -hmm. that's what a coopersmith is, a barrel maker. I got to tell you, I thought it was coppersmith. There you go. Mm. It might be. I thought it was cooper, but... I don't know. I don't know I'm going to believe you. All I know know is that's what they do. They make barrels. Or fix them. Some of the barrels are super duper old. Around here, you'll see sometimes, especially like on Facebook, the, the like Brickway or somebody will be like, "Hey, we have seventy five barrels. Come get them, hundred bucks or whatever." Like, do they eventually? Done using them. Like, yeah, they, you can't use them anymore, right? They're and that's not... what this these places do. Like, oh, maybe there's two panels of this barrel that aren't mm-hmm. great, and they'll just fix them, put new wood in, fire it, mm-hmm. and then uh, use keep using the barrel. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just toss them after a couple uses they're they're trying to fix them isn't it like super hard to get like whiskey barrels and mm-hmm. stuff like right now right like, now yeah right. for sure and that's i think one of the reasons the last couple of years you've seen less and less barrel aged stouts mm-hmm. like at least in big containers bombers and whatnot right 
because it's hard to get that stuff. And also the price is boop. Because if you really want to get one, you can, but you're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to pay some cash. Yes, yeah. definitely. And they know that too. Yeah. So, you know, that's how that goes. Interesting. It's a big uh, commercial racket. Well, as Lucy said in Charlie mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah. You want to know a little bit about the brewery? Yes, please. So, uh, Samuel Smith's Old Brewery. Probably wasn't called that in the beginning. Probably mm-hmm. it was just called Samuel Smith's or... Maybe the new brewery. Maybe. Or they just they just shortened it down to Sam Smith's, I guess. That, okay. That seems like a very American thing for to do. Sam Smith's. Yeah. You know. Is Sam that, Adams, not Samuel. Isn't it Samuel Adams, though? Samuel Adams. So yeah. we call it Sam But you call it Sam Adams, That's right? America for you. Yeah, we exactly. We ain't got time to say a whole name. <laughs> So Samuel Smith's Old Brewery is an independent brewery and pub owner based in Tadcaster, North Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, England. Yes. Tadcaster. That's the town. Okay. And North Yorkshire, I assume, is like the state or province or yeah. whatever. Maybe we call it county. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, it is It is Yorkshire's oldest brewery founded in, like you said, 1758 and one of only three breweries in that town. So, I don't know how big Tadcaster is, but they got three breweries there. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Samuel Smith, which is an unlimited family-owned company. Now, I'm not sure what unlimited means there in British, like, business-owning terms. Mm -hmm. I I don't exactly know what that means. That produces uh, a wide range of beers, including bitters, stouts, porters, lagers, fruited beers, and is 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 known as highly traditional and somewhat eccentric uh, they operate 200 pubs due to the continued use of dray horses, bands on music, mobile devices, and low beer prices. So, so when you go into one of their breweries, yeah, can't have a cell phone on, can't have a laptop, can't have any of those things. You go in there to talk or drink so beer. Like Dolan right now, he'd right be now. out. They'd be yeah. like, get out. Hmm. Or, I can't what do a good British What was the thing about horses? Accent. Uh, it says, let's see, a use of dray horses. Don't know what a dray horse is. Maybe that's how they get beer from one place to the other. I think it is. I Maybe. think they take it, yeah, like by cart. Mm. Uh, no TVs, no music, no, like you're not going there to watch a, uh, you're not watching the pitch, right? You're mm. not watching the soccer match. Did I say that right? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Yeah. You're not going to watch the soccer match there. Uh, this would not work here in the United States. No. We don't, we ain't got time for that. No, no. Now. I can see the appeal in this, though. Just going oh, yeah. to sit around and conversation. Just well, things with each other in Europe seems like a little slower pace. Mm. You can sit there and have a chat with somebody. You're yeah. not there to, I don't know, watch five football games at once. Well, maybe you are. But but that's but Sunday, though, man. That's fun too. Yeah, God. I don't right. know. It has its appeal. Samuel Smith's is one of the few remaining British breweries to employ the traditional Yorkshire Square system. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume you're going you're to talk about this, the method of fermentation. I just looked at the pictures. That's all I know. So here's what it is. A method of fermentation developed in the 19th century to cleanse beer of yeast. The mo- most modern squares are made of stainless steel, but Smith prefers Welsh slate. Yeah. So it's got to come from, yeah. From know. Wales. Wales, yeah. Way up north. Uh, which they feel keeps the natural carbonation in the beer, imparting a creamier texture. Mm, so softness maybe okay hmm. i don't know who knew I, yeah i was uh i was really 
I was really interested in that. It's it's cool to talk about a place that has actual real history. Like we always talk about that here. Oh. Like, oh, this brew is you know, like it worked four years right? ago, and they're like, yeah, hold our beer. We've been doing this for four hundred years or two hundred fifty right. or whatever it's going to yeah. be. We ferment our beers in slate <laughs> boxes. Right. Get your fruited sours the hell out of here. That's right. We're not doing that here. No, I guess not. Uh, November 2004, the company took the decision to ban music and televisions in its pubs. Uh, they're just not going to do it. Well, that no. was a good time to ban yeah. a lot of that stuff because mm. it was a lot of junk. Mm. Yeah, so true. Uh, a lot of their breweries, they're, they, they're listed as very publicity shy. I don't know why I'm struggling with that. Publicity shy. Meaning... Uh, they don't have any signs on the outside of their breweries or of their pubs. Oh. So you just know that's the pub. That's just the local so spot. Go Samuel Smith's right there. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the, uh, uh, when I brought back that beer from Gillette Brewing Company, uh-huh. I couldn't find their sign anywhere. And it just said like fresh pizza outside. Yeah. And that was it. Or like that one that you went to and the guy was like, I couldn't even find it. And you said the sign was like super huge. and <laughs> It was right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> that good little town right by the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where's the brewery at? I can't even find it. Well, the giant ass sign on the outside <laughs> of the building probably should have yeah. clued you in, should pal. Should have been a, an indicator. Again, he was probably high. It was Colorado. That's, yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you cannot use mobile phones, telephones, tablets, ebooks, laptops, uh, televisions. You can't. The, it also, the ban also includes pictures of sports so like there can't even be like a picture of lionel messi mm-hmm. or ronaldo so what are they what do they have in these places <laughs> i don't know you don't know they, they got to take a picture hops. of that yeah that's just exactly. all over the place all over the place <laughs> you know what they got they got beer yeah and, and it sounds they, like it was cheap beer they said and it, i bet they got some pretty damn good food too well right. here's what i can tell you they have 18 bottled beers okay one of them is called stingo you ever heard of that one no I think sometimes you can get it here. I would order that. They have a nut brown ale that's yes. pretty good. Oh, yeah. Organic chocolate stout. Mm. Had that. I have seen that. I have yeah, seen that. That was me and my wife's like favorite stout for a while. Interesting. It's, uh, you know, English style, so it is not thick with two C's, as we would say. But <laughs> it does have good stout flavor. Again, very American. Uh, they have five fruit beers. Mm. So, like a strawberry lager, an apricot, and they have cider. They also have perry, which is, you know, Cider made out of pears. A pear cider, yeah. Um, on tap, that was bottles, but on tap in their pubs, they have four lagers, three bitters, so that's English, two wilds, which is like, you know, have like either a Hefeweizen strain or um, what's the one I'm trying to think of that mm. is very like smelly a, and we a, don't like? A farmhouse? Like yeah, a Saison? Like that. Yeah, Saison. Okay. A stout, a cider, and a wheat. So okay. some choices, but I mean, a lot of styles, but they're all traditional English styles. Um, these pubs you talked about before, that they, they run them themselves. Um, mm-hmm. They also only use this brand called Walker and Scott for their wine and spirits, and oh. that's been made in York since 1721. Wow! So even before the brewery, this Pre-dates. distillery was there. And wow! That's the only thing they use, and they make or use this soft drink brand called Scintilla that's been around for a long time. It's S-C-I-N-T-I-L-A. So you're not getting a Coke and whiskey. Mm. You're getting a Scintilla Cola and whiskey or whatever. Mm. So traditional, I think, is the best way to describe these guys. They're not hopping on the new trends. doesn't I think, seem. I think I want to go here. It'd be fun. Yeah. I'd like to check it out. 
Hmm. They had um, some recipes on their website. Did you see that? No. One of them was for chocolate stout uh, tiramisu cupcakes, mm. which is one of the beers that they, you know, so all their recipes include beer. Yeah. Uh, nut brown ale, rye bread, so rye and oats, Ooh. and then uh, fish and chips that use one of their lockers. Oh, of course. Those are traditional things, but you can pop on their site and shows the recipe on, on how you do that. So. I love a good tradition, like a beer battered fish and chips. Man. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. It's hard to find them. Yeah. It seems like. I'm going to guess their fish is probably pretty fresh there too. I'm, I would think so. I'm going to yeah. guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, food, food pairings. Did you see they had pa- food nope, pairings for this? I did not. Here's, a, here's what they would suggest with this beer right here. The winter welcome ale. Yes. Uh, roast goose. You know, as you do, I guess. A roast goose. Have you, raise your hand if you've ever had a roast goose. I had goose, but I don't know if it was roasted. I've had, I've had smoked. Duck. Is That's it close. similar? I think it's probably close. Depends probably on the kind close. of goose, I think. Mm. Some mm. goose is very greasy and oily, and you don't want to eat it. Like, like a, a Canada goose? Don't eat that. No? No. Like, mm. a, wi- like a wild turkey. Like, have you ever had a wild turkey? Not the not the booze. Whiskey? Oh. No, no. Um, actual. I don't know. Like... Very gamey, probably very oily. Mm, yeah. Really, yeah, like a, a very dark meat. I feel like we're in Matt Lawhorn territory now. Very, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see, smoked turkey with oyster dressing. Very specific. Yeah, with yeah. oyster dressing. Okay, fine. Pass. What's oyster dressing? I don't know. I assume it's dressing like stuffing made with oysters. Oh, oh like stuffing. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. not like. Yeah, not I was like thinking salad like dressing. dressing. Do they just yeah. get rid of the anchovies and then just Put in the oysters? oysters? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's more like a turkey stuffing, like mm-hmm. you'd have a Thanksgiving, but with mm-hmm. oysters. Yeah. Uh, rack of lamb. Never okay. had it. I probably would. My wife would be mad. Mm-hmm. She, she says we, Well, she said we have lamb friends, and so I can't eat yeah. that. She doesn't okay. want me to eat that. Mm. No. But we, we don't have chicken friends, obviously. Those are... Hell no. No. Turkey friends? Screw them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you got to make a stand, I guess a lamb is a good one. I guess. They're yeah. cute. Yeah. Candied yams, Smithfield hams. Oh, yeah. They don't. They can get those around here. Yeah, yeah we get yeah. these here, right? Smithfield is a maker. They have, yeah, big pork thing, yeah. too. Bacon, I've seen oh. at the store. Oh, yeah, I think I have, too. Bacon. Fresh pears and apples. And finally, Christmas cake. What is Christmas? It's probably a fruit cake, oh. I would guess. Okay. That's a that's a super Englishy thing. Mm. I like fruit cake. It's real dense. I like I like it. some fruit cakes. Hmm. I don't like the ones with like I I like the fruit. I don't like the gummy or the oh, squishy no. stuff. The squishy stuff makes it good. Oh. Yeah. Too that's a polarizing argument right it there, is. right? Most people don't like fruit cake. Yeah. I will say I will I would probably try or I'm going to guess even I'd put money on this that I would like the oyster stuffing oh, better I than I like like I've had stuffing where people put dried cranberries in it. Yes. Why? Yes. No. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just did that for Thanksgiving this year. I put some dried cranberries and some craisins. Oh, craisins. and no one, no one punched you. <laughs> Everybody wanted seconds. I guess I don't know. It went like crazy. You put, uh, you chop up some celery, you put it in there. Nobody eats it. You put uh, craisins in there. Life of the party. Ding, ding. Everybody, yeah, there's no leftovers of that. Exactly. Mm. Allegedly. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) Here's some Christmas-related stuff here, since we're into Christmas time. Here we go. Um, Very recently, my son and wife went to a production of this at the 
Omaha Community Playhouse, okay. I guess. It's a Christmas carol. Oh. Dickens. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows the story. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're not going to get into that. But what we are going to get into is Dickens himself about the Christmas carol. Okay. He toured this. As we would, you know, like book readings and stuff, signings happen now, book tours, mm. where they go around, to, you know, all across the country and mm-hmm. book, you know, show up and I'll read you a chapter and then I'll sign your book. Well, they did that back then. And uh, 1843 is when this came out. Wow. And this is the one thing that really ever made him any money in his life was the touring. <laughs> really? Because people weren't, there weren't a lot of people buying books back then. Hmm. And books were very expensive to have and make. So if you could hear him read the story it's almost like you know a movie or whatever would have been back then you're watching on tv this is how he made money and some of the most famous mark twain did this a lot that's where he made his money was from going all around doing this anyway um he spoke in in 1843 at a charity and he was talking or whatever and then um he had the idea he was walking home you know because there's no car to take mm-hmm. and uh he has the idea what if i read this because i'm I'm writing this story it's pretty good it's kind of short what if i read it out loud and and that was the idea that he had hmm. so he started working on the story um october 1843 and he finished it in six weeks so it was published on december 17th 1843 wow and the books that they had pre-pressed sold out in three days it was you know not a very long book but Mm. Kind of like a short story, I okay. guess is the best way to say it. Mm. Um, he was the first famous or known author to do these sort of like book readings. And he was the first one to do it in England for sure. Um, and the first one that he did was he read Christmas Carol. But he would read it all year round because it was like his big hit thing. Oh. So you could see him in April and, hmm. you know, London or wherever, or York. Re- or, reading Christmas Carol? Uh-huh. Nice. Because it was the story that everybody knew, I guess. Ooh, that's his jam. The first one that he did, he had 2,000 people show up in Birmingham, England. Wow. To hear the story read by him. That seems like a lot for yeah, the time, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, there was only one copy of the book that I could find that was his is surviving like an original copy okay. that he did mm-hmm. that he would read from. Mm-hmm. And it is in the Berg collection of English and American lit in the New York public library. Oh. So we have it. Sorry, England. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. that copy. Mm-hmm. He came to the United States twice to do these book tours. Oh. So we're talking a boat ride, you know, right. Like long time to get here. Uh, yeah. Boat ride. Uh, the first time he read in Steinway music hall, in New York. Okay. So the piano company owned a bunch of music venues, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. So kind of like what we have today with, um, well, it's a radio station that promotes all the shows, whatever. I can't think of it. iHeartRadio? Yeah. They have mm-hmm. all their shows and festivals. Well, yeah. Steinway was doing that because that was how you, you know, that was the music back then. That's smart. So, so they had uh, their hall. How, what, like, did he read the same part over and over or? I think he would just read the whole book. He would read the entire yeah, book. But it's pretty short. It's like, yeah. But he would just read it, and that would be sitting there for an hour and a half or whatever, and then he'd be done, and that was that. And could you, like, buy the book after? I would assume so if he had copies. Probably. Right. Or you just, that was it. Maybe you probably get a picture of him maybe, if, you know, later on. I don't know. Do a little huh. Q&A? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't know anybody that was there. Huh. Uh, and then the other time he did in Brooklyn and, and some churches and stuff. Um 
the first time. The second time he went a little bit more around the country okay. and earned him what would have been $1.4 million oh. in today's money. Oh. So that's how he basically kept afloat because, you know, books weren't doing anything. Um, Mark Twain saw him perform live hmm. and got, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Maybe I should do that. So he wrote a review of what he saw. And it says, there is no heart, no feeling. It is nothing but glittering frost work. So it's a money grab. Mark Twain says, that sucked. Could you at least make, you know, change the voice for Marley or whatever? He's sure. just reading it straight plain. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You can do better. Um, so you know how baseball players and any, any athletes have like superstitions and their diets are very whatever. I'm oh, going to yeah. pitch today. I have to do this. Yep. Well, he was very similar. Okay. So here are his diet on his performance days. Uh-oh. Two tablespoons of rum mixed with cream for breakfast, as you do. <laughs> um, a pint of champagne at tea time. <laughs> so he may or may not have been an addict, right? Mm, ah, we... Well, just thirsty. Okay. Half an hour before performance, game time, right? Yeah. Uh, some sherry <laughs> with a raw egg in it. Gross. No. And then intermission. So during the reading, he would you know take a break. Sure. And he would sip some beet tea. Hmm. Probably helps the vocal cords. Yeah, that's yeah. the healthiest thing he did that yeah, day. Yeah. And then at bedtime, he'd just have a bowl of hot soup. I don't know if it was loudmouth soup, but it was definitely soup. Uh, he really didn't eat anything. Not real. Not on not on game days. Uh, okay. Can't be bogged down, you know. Can't maybe, strut around the stage. Maybe or he had like uh, IBS or something. Could, and, he was yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Nobody yeah. done it before. You know, nervous like, tummy on stage. I didn't have Pepto probably back uh, then. So. I was gonna say like, it, like when I get ready to play or perform anything, like anything not yeah. just band like the plays in high school right yeah. Yeah. i didn't eat i never brought a lunch i never did any of that because i was always afraid like yeah of like i don't know farting on stage or <laughs> what if you had to what if you had to poop yeah right? I mean, what if you yeah you ate something and it decided it wasn't gonna stick around oh no right yeah. and then you gotta like yeah pretend yeah. it's Wall not happening there. yeah or yeah. it happens and then you then what that's yeah. not good either You're like oh no oh no yeah yeah. I, okay. I get it, man. I yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 1835 to 1848, he published more than 12 Christmas stories. So he, you know, he thought, well, one was good. Mm-hmm. 12 was better. And they weren't really that good. Not mm-hmm. as good as this one. Mm-hmm. The final reading he did was on March 15th, of 1870. So he's doing them 27 years. Right. Right. That's a long time. And I thought it was interesting just to, that even this happened. Like I didn't even know this was a thing, right? So, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool. They did it so long, um, and then I wrote down just a couple of things that they they did. So six weeks after it was in the the books came out. So let me see if I can do the quick math on that. It came out twelve seventeen. So six weeks later, so February of forty four. Okay, yeah. There was a stage production already, so they made a play out. Wow. Of it. <laughs> like, well, this is great. Let's make a play. They're not screwing around with this. No, um, in England. And in the book, it says, um, Tiny Tim at the end says, Happy Christmas, everyone, instead of Merry Christmas, like we know, because we don't say Merry Christmas. Well, we do, but England didn't. So they say in the book, Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And that's how that goes. Um, The term Bah Humbug and Scrooge himself comes from this. So it's in the lexicon of our language now. So everybody, if you call somebody a Scrooge, you know what that means. Yeah. Um, Bah Humbug was from the book, so that did not exist before Dickens brought it to popularity, I guess. So he made up that little, uh, that, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
and that was, you know, I guess one of the things that people really liked, hmm. but um, he self-published the book. Okay. For five shillings is how much it cost, oh. which is $30. And then he made, you know, all the money afterwards. But hmm. that's what I have for us for Dickens. Five shillings. Wasn't that what, uh, wasn't that what he was asking for? An extra couple shillings there in the, in the book itself? In the, when, uh, oh, when uh, they come to the door and they want some money for yeah, the poor people? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. Maybe. I could just be, I don't know. It's just associating that. I, uh, was home with my baby girl when my wife and, and son went to this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm basing my time frame off of maybe the Disney Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yes. Which is about 28 minutes, and it came out in the 80s. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, this show was two and a half hours long. Yeesh. You know, my son, it was a Sunday night, and he got home from it at about 9.30. I was just like, holy smokes. You got your money's worth, at least. Two and a half hours. Yeah. And they had gone into it also thinking it was, you know, going to be kind of short, like right. the book. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was mm. long. And, and she said, very good. Oh. And uh, he's asked me about it. Hey, Dad, wh- what do you think happened in the, in the play? So that's our, when I'm driving him somewhere, game we have to do. You have to? I have to say, well, here's what I know about it. Mm. And he even gives you the, yep, mm-hmm. it yep. happened, or no, mm-hmm. it did not. So today I had to find out that the ghost of christmas future did look like the grim reaper but he did not talk mm, that's true right really bony just fingers. pointed yeah 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 as as we know it kind of freaked me out when i was a kid yeah a little bit which um version you, are you familiar with the most do you think the, is it the mickey one or no, no i mean i am familiar with the mickey one it was more the uh the black and white version mm. from from i don't even know from the old times 50s yeah maybe yeah i don't even know I really liked the Zemeckis one with Jim Carrey. Have you seen that? I have. That mm-hmm. one was pretty good. There was a uh, Patrick Stewart version of it. Mm-hmm. They did. I really, I like Patrick Stewart. I so. do too. The best one ever, though, Muppets Christmas. <laughs> that one is. It's got singing, well, dancing. It's got uh, what's his name? The main guy, Kermit the Frog, Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, who plays Ebenezer Scrooge? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, no. He was Alfred in the in the Nolan Batman's. Uh, Why can't I think of his name? Yeah, mm. he talks like this. He has a very distinct talk. He was in uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Uh, well, we just had the Google machine here. Oh boy, he's in yeah. it, and he's great as Ebenezer Scrooge. And you're gonna say his name, and I'm gonna say ah, and Dolan's gonna be like, who? <laughs> Michael. Yep. Michael Kane. Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Different Michael Batman. Keaton. Different Batman series. <laughs> yes. yes. Michael Caine. There we go. Well. That was a pretty good impression of him, by the way, too. I, I bet the British would be happy. Oh. You guys have been good this year. We got a bonus, bonus beer. beer. I checked my stocking and I found it. What Is, is this the little full of maple? A uh, little full lot of sap. Okay. Yeah. What I was thinking of. Yeah, um, from, from our friends down the street. Yeah, color almost the same, almost as the winter warmer. Yeah, but this is a this is a More IPA, of a, almost a West Coast style mm. IPA. I brought it for obvious reasons: the name and the picture. Well, yeah, and, or I guess the label, which is Christmas Vacation. So I don't have any research on this, but I just I have a feeling we've all seen the movie enough that we could probably talk about it oh. for just a couple minutes, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought of a thing while I was um, doing my bike ride this morning before uh, I took the kids to school, and I wanted to say, how can we get from 
this movie mm-hmm. to Bruce Willis. We're doing like a, because he's like <laughs> the king of Christmas movies, we'll say, just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get, and we're going to be specific, the actor. Through actors. Rusty. How do we get Rusty Ooh. to Bruce Willis? Well, and I figured it out. Okay, okay, go. Do you know who played Rusty? No. I think his name is Johnny. Johnny Galecki? Okay, yes, yes. So no, he, yeah. from, from the Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, what was this, the girl's name? Mm. Molly Ringwald. Audrey. Okay, no. Uh, Juliette Lewis. That's right. Oh, well, so, then, well, that's easy then. Okay. Okay. Those are the two you can choose from, but I figured out Johnny Galecki pretty quickly. Okay. How many, how many steps do you need to get there, right? Because we used to do this at yeah. the theater in our, in our downtime. I think I got there with four. <sighs> I can get the Juliette Lewis was in... Uh, Maybe well, five. Uh, what was the name? Uh, uh, True Romance. Yes. With Christian Slater. Christian Slater, yeah, but he was also, but with, uh, uh, Brad Pitt was in that. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh, that was a great scene with Brad Pitt. Um, with, uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel was in Pulp Fiction with Bruce Willis. Holy smokes, that was good. There you go. That's not the route I went. Easy. Okay, so I used Johnny Galecki. Okay. He also was on Roseanne. So he was on the show with John Goodman. Oh, yes. So then we, I went from John Goodman. John Goodman on the show also was with Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm who worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. True Lies, yeah. And he was in, I'm assuming, The Expendables, one of them, with Bruce Willis. Yeah. That's true. how I got there. So. Interesting. That's what I think of that. Yeah. We what used to, to spend hours doing this at yeah. the theater. Hours. It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast uh, with Kevin Bacon, and he didn't even know about this. He didn't know about this game? No. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, he's... A, Kevin Bacon. He's you not can, hanging out with regular people like us. You can get every single movie or every single actor of all time mm-hmm. back to Kevin Bacon in six movies or less. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. You, you can. Now, it takes a bit, but you can do but it. it's fun. It is fun. Especially if you're a nerd. Well, like, apparently, we clearly why. Yes. Uh, what do we think of this beer? Uh, you know what? This is this is great. It's, it's, a, it's almost similar. Mm-hmm. But it's more hoppy and nice. It just has a nice kind of hop burn to it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it too. I also had this one Saturday. Look at you. It's like you raided my fridge. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yep. Favorite part of this movie? Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be even the cat. When the cat Wrapped eats up it. in the box. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Meow. when it fries him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or I like he, uh, the he, sled scene. That's oh, funny. yeah. Burns a hole in the sled. Yeah. Uh, the uh, um, when when he goes on the cursing tirade uh-huh. about his boss. Oh yeah, love that. That's, That's good. fantastic. Um, the, uh, the old the old guy with the toupee. Oh yeah, my uncle. Yeah, with oh, the cigar all the God, time. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, when when <laughs> they ask uh, what's named the the grandma to do the pledge to the the oh, uh, grace, she says the and she of says the pledge of allegiance, yeah. and they stand up and they say the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's a, such a quotable, yeah, Christmas classic mm-hmm. for sure. Look, if you don't own one of the like elf mugs or one of the uh, what, oh, do you, what do you yeah. call them with, with the, the horn, eggnog things, the eggnog. yeah, with the Bullwinkle face from yep. Vacation. Mm-hmm. Vacation, yeah. yeah. If you don't own one of those, then do you have one? I do. Oh, I do. I don't have one. Oh yeah, well, you may need one. Oh, yeah, it sounds. I've like seen it. this movie once. What? And I don't even remember. Oh my! I goodness. remember the lights, the house, mm-hmm. and I remember he opens a piece of mail at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says Jelly of the Month Club subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for his bonus. <laughs> Julia, oh, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus right. is in the movie. Yes. 
as the like uh, neighbor. Yeah, the, like right? the yuppie neighbor Snoopy who hates them. Neighbor. Yeah. Was the carpet all wet, Todd? They get yeah. the oh, they yeah. get theirs in the end. That's for sure. They sure do. Yeah, that's what Christmas is all about. It's a classic. It's worth watching mm. again, but don't watch it on TV. Get the like no, 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 right? The full. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not rated R like the first one. Uh, unfortunately, it, do they do a lot of edits? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've noticed that on some Netflix stuff. Like They're editing Netflix stuff. Yeah, oh. it's not my Netflix. Yeah, some of the Ooh. like. If How am I the, supposed to chill? Right, right. <laughs> got to get in the mood. Might as well watch TBS. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> huh. Well, that's how that goes. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Untapped. All right. On, I didn't do the bonus beer, obviously. No. But let's do the uh, the Samuel Smiths here. I'm not going to keep drinking this bonus beer. Oh, I love this good. bonus beer. This There's is, plenty more over here. It's really good. This, our, our friends at Crosstrade knocked it out of the park again. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're interested in any of these, they'll have them for a limited time. Just drop me a line. And maybe if, if you send us or get us some yeah, beers, then get one of these. you might get some of these this back, is too. the first year they didn't make that normal Christmas beer that they have. I heard I they're barrel aging it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know somebody that knows somebody. That, mm, kind okay. of. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Untap forty seven hundred check ins. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to start paying for Untap because this. When I see forty seven k, I want to know how many exactly. Four thousand seven hundred seven hundred ninety nine ninety two. Yeah. Right. All I want right. to know how many. And what point? At what point do they round up? Right. I didn't even. I guess I kind of knew. You Is could that where you have untapped. to like pay? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can rate it even more. You it's can like, rate like three point six. Sometimes I it? want that. Sometimes probably. I want that. Yeah, it's probably worth it. All right. What do you think? Forty-seven hundred check-ins. Where do you think we land? Three point six four. I'm going three four two. Three six nine. Mm. Close. Real close. Three six nine. Yeah. Huh. I would get it again if I saw it in the store. Like if I were going to a Christmas party, I would grab two of these, mm-hmm. right, and take them to the Christmas party in here. Let's. Let's do this. Have a little bit of the of the British Christmas. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it's know. I think it's different than the American style. Mm-hmm. It's worth trying. Um, I like my winter warmers stronger. Yeah, you know, like a nine percenter. <laughs> it's gonna warm me up more than six. Six Look. is a little more than a Budweiser. <laughs> when you've been around the block like Brian has, yeah, it, it's got to be over nine. It takes a little more <laughs> to get festive. Ah, that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, next week, we are going to tie one on Christmas style. <sighs> Can't wait. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you've probably seen it in the stores. Sam uh, Samuel Adams. Yeah, Samuel Adams. Yes, yeah. the Boston Beer Company does a Christmas box every year. Mm-hmm. We're going to drink the Christmas box. Yeah. And then we're going to try to work the rest of the day. Woo-hoo. Could be tough. <laughs> Good luck with that. I might need a Christmas nap. <laughs> Well, fellas, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have a box of beer. (laughs) Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.